Hello and welcome to the Plants and Pipettes Advent Calendar where each day we're talking about a different plant or plant-related thingy that we associate with the Christmas or holiday season. And, and today it's about a story for me. Um, growing <laughs> up in Australia, I can tell you a lot about this. No, I can't. I have no idea. Tell <laughs> us the story, Yaram. I, I have no idea. Like I imagine like Christmas in Australia is probably just a barbecue going to the beach and getting drunk and angry is that wow um way to reduce my culture to a single thing <laughs> i mean so in in reality in my hometown of perth yeah christmas is obviously in summer not with wind in winter it not uncommonly reaches above 40 degrees centigrade it's like 104 degrees fahrenheit um so you have this this different context but weirdly we have because we're you know british based culture we have all these british traditions that we have like we have the the british christmas carols which are about santa claus dashing through the snow we we don't have snow but we have this these carols and we have the traditions of eating roast turkey like all these things that don't really suit our climate very much um in some cases we have adapted so yeah i think it's jingle bells right that starts off with dashing through the snow in a one horse open sleigh yeah mm -hmm. i think so yeah there's an australian version that's like dashing through the sand in our bathers and our thongs thongs <laughs> are shoes in australia it's not the underwear um and it, it goes on and we have a song about how Santa Claus comes on his reindeer and then he lands in Australia and then he switches out the reindeer for like really large kangaroos and then the <laughs> kangaroos hop him. So we've we've adapted somehow, but it's not great. <laughs> As with many things that are like purely Australian culture, a little bit iffy. Um, but one thing that I think we do really, really well is that we have an Australian Christmas tree. And this is basically um, given its name as a Christmas tree because of when it flowers, which is around Christmas time. And it's kind of specific to my part of the world, so the western coast of Australia. Its official scientific name is Nutsia floribunda. Floribunda, lots of flowers. Um, it has a local name that is given by the Noongar people. It's called Mudia as well. Um, and the Noongar people have been using the bark of the tree to make shields. They eat the sugary gum produced by the plants. So it's it's been sort of a very useful species um, for many years. When Europeans first came to the continent, they looked at it and they were like, oh, yeah, that looks like a cabbage. Let's call it cabbage tree. Um, frankly, I find that insulting. I'm not really sure what else to say about that. <laughs> I also don't know why I gave the Europeans an Australian accent. <laughs> that was also insulting to everyone I mean, involved. Some, some, somewhere it must have come from, right? There's this, this theory that... Um, wait, wait, what place is it? I oh, know, I can't remember. Yeah, I think that like, like German immigrants to the United States, they sort of kept their way of speaking German. That's sort of the way we used to speak when they emigrated. But then sort of in Germany, language evolved uh, further and mm -hmm. sort of modern to G modern German. And they speak sort of old fashioned German from back then. So maybe Australian English is how all English speakers were sounding. <laughs> um, yeah. But they just moved away from that. Actually, Shakespeare had a very strong Australian accent. <laughs> Full ochre, mate. And then it, <laughs> it was just conserved there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, this is a tree... And it is brilliant. This is one of the few chances of where I would say you need to go and Google image Australian Christmas tree because 
if you think about it, it's you can't you can't imagine how glorious it is. It's bright orange. It's really almost highlighter color, color orange. The entire tree is covered colored with these beautiful flowers. It's I think it's difficult to describe, frankly. Um, <laughs> some slightly more poetic people have tried to describe it. So um, Marianne North in the 1880s said. I shall never forget one plain we came to entirely surrounded by the nutsia, the trees, in a full blaze of bloom. It looked like a bushfire without the smoke. Mm. And I think that's quite beautiful. So like this orangey, orangey fire thing. Um, nutsia also, speaking of fire, which is quite common in, in my side of the world, nutsia also has some special features which are, are fairly common in Australian plants. It has like very thick wood um, around, you know, and bark, which lets it survive in, in bushfires. Um, not super uncommon for Australian plants, as I said. Also not super uncommon for Australian plants. Nutsia floribunda is the only species in the genus of Nutsia. And I think this is not uncommon because things in Australia just sort of have separated from, from other plants a long time ago and then just sort of sat there quietly evolving while all of their ancestors die. (laughs) (laughs) I think my absolute favorite thing about this plant is, you know, it goes really mad with flowering. It spends a ton of resources on the flowers, but it does this not using its own resources. It's actually a parasite. It's not a full parasite. It's a hemiparasite, which means it's it can do some of its own work, but it just kind of prefers not to. So it steals both water and nutrients from the other plants around it. Um, just like reaches underground, sucks onto their roots and takes the resources. Um, it's very the Robin Hood of plants, I think we can say, you know, <laughs> stealing for the rich and give it, giving to itself. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what Robin Hood did. <laughs> famously known for like keeping everything to himself (laughs) and using it to make a beautiful fiery display um (laughs) nutsia is also really great because it's it's not a bigot it doesn't just pick one certain plant to steal from it's really generous and free and it will steal from anything also sometimes dead sticks also sometimes its own roots also sometimes electrical cables. Obviously, it's not doing a very good job at stealing from these different items, but it just sort of puts out its its bits and like tries to suck on anything that comes close to it. Of course, one of the problems with being like a hemiparasite is back to that whole question of how we grow these trees for ourselves. So although they're like common enough out in out in the, the wild, they they can be quite tricky to grow commercially because especially in the very early life um, stages, you need that the plant rapidly establishes the connections with the things it wants to steal from because it basically just can't be bothered. Like mm-hmm. it just gives up if it doesn't have something to steal. It's like a, a life a life on my own fuel is not worth living. Um, <laughs> give me something, yeah. Give me thievery or give me death and and. Ultimately, I, I know my mother tried to grow these quite a few times and every time it would, they, they sell them with something else in the pot so it can <laughs> steal from this other thing. But just quite often it would just conk out and die quite easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, so that is the West Australian um, Christmas plant, which is Nutsia floribunda. Definitely go and check out some images of these. Yoram also yes. drew a picture, and I love Yoram's pictures, but I've got to say, go to the photographs, you guys, because it's 
yeah, it's a I, fire plant. Or or to like your local botanical garden if they have the plant because I think you showed it to me in, in I don't maybe in the Berlin botanical gardens, um, and yeah, it's it's really beautiful. Didn't you? I thought you did. I thought you showed me like, that's the purple one, right? No, I thought I I know that you showed me like some yellow plant and said this is from Australia. I thought it was this one. <laughs> oh, that's maybe a wattle. A, yeah, that would be a wattle, okay. like acacia. Mm -hmm. Okay, then. Don't go your, to your botanical gardens. Um, because Going to Western Australia, except you can't go there now. Wait six or nine months. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they are really pretty. So that was our uh, day 11 of the Advent calendar. And tomorrow we have a new story for you. Goodbye. Bye.